Hey everybody and welcome to the Real Nerds Podcast. My name is Ryan Frost and I really like Spider-Man. Here, sitting across from me in the room here is, uh, what's your name, sir? Uh, I'm Brad and I like indie movies, so I'm instantly kind of You know what, you're a... stupid. You're, yeah. a, you're a stupid head. That's, apparently my identity is that, you know, enjoying art is, you know, unappreciated. And Yeah, mean. you're only here so that there's somebody to argue with me. Yeah, I'm I'm the devil's advocate of the group. Hi, I, oh, and I'm I'm here too, uh, James. My name is James. Yeah, and I'm here too, but Ryan doesn't like. You sound me. a little bit like Ryan this week, but um, <laughs> I think Ryan just has a cold or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I sound. Do I? I don't do it. Did, was it a really good impression? That was actually. Yeah, I had that high nasal, you know, <laughs> that Ryan usually has. <laughs> Not really. But a really obnoxious sort of, you know, like yelling at you voice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really a shame that he's not here. Otherwise, um, um, we wouldn't be able to do this. Right? Anyway, uh, Ryan is obviously not here. Yeah, uh, his streak so... comes to an end. He's missing an episode because <laughs> of his stupid job that is, you know, trying to move him up in the world. And yeah, they, so they shipped often... him to West Virginia. Though he's stuck in Chicago tonight, so... spending the night in the airport. Yep. Uh, Our hometown know. is having a major snowstorm, and it's amazing we even got to see a movie this week. Yeah. Um, because it's pretty bad out there. We and... almost didn't. I would have pushed it back if not for the fact that the Super Bowl is Sunday. Uh, oh right, we yeah. would have recorded on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. we could have we waited till Sunday to do this, but uh, no, there's some stupid big mega dish uh, celebration going on, so we gotta all watch that thing. But anyway, how you doing this week, Brad? You doing good? Um, yeah, it's I'm I'm glad to be back. I missed last week. Um, apparently, I oh, missed yeah. a good movie. Yeah, The Gray. You know, it's a nihilistic yeah. metaphor for life. You should check it out. But I did not go throughout the week without watching movies so we'll we'll have to get that we will talk about that this week this week uh, we went and saw chronicle the found footage movie with uh like superheroes and telekinesis and stuff and flying uh we'll talk about that later find out what we thought about it projected Uh, to be the weekend's big blockbuster yeah it certainly seems like the uh the front runner at least as far as you know new releases go the biggest budget movie out this week uh what else was even released this week do you remember what were our options? Uh, the Daniel Radcliffe woman in black. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. The other one was the woman in black with Daniel. Woman Radcliffe. in the window. Yeah. Uh, and the ch- little children with their eyes all scratched out. Oh, um, those the same poster. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. they're two different movies. Nope, no, all the same movie. Um, and then I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, is another January dead week. Yeah. Nothing yeah. Too exciting. You know, we uh, we 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 did really well last week, but that doesn't mean that January is a good month all of a sudden. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, the innkeepers. That's you. Don't, you don't want to see that one, but it's yeah. Because I'm not a huge horror fan. Yeah, it's an indie release. It's it's made. It's directed by the guy who did the House of the Devil, which is a right indie horror that, that Ryan and I like on a on a VHS tape. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Cool marketing thing, but um. All right. Well, but it's not out everywhere, so I can't really say it's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, and the problem was, is like I said, I, I hate, to, I'd hate to go to a movie where that I am absolutely, going, absolutely going to hate uh, the week when I am fifty percent of the vote. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we talk Chronicle, and we'll get to that later. All right, well, let's go ahead and get started with last, last week's box office then. Right on. Uh, so last week, of what course, are our the top movie, five, James? Uh, the movie that we saw last week ended up taking number one, The Gray. Uh, it grossed in uh, twenty-five million dollars in the last week, which is pretty good yeah pretty standard for january for i don't know how big budget that movie is i don't think it really costs that much money uh box office mojo doesn't have a figure yet yet i don't believe uh oh no they do 25 million so it made its money back in the first week which is a good sign we'll get uh the the dollars and cents in hollywood so that is a profitable movie already (laughs) absolutely uh so then after that was Underworld Awakening, which we I, I still haven't seen. Neither of you. Neither have I. Uh, I have no interest in seeing it. it. Ah, I totally want to see it. I just don't know if I want to <laughs> take time to go to a theater. I'll wait till it comes out on DVD. Uh, One for the Money, the Catherine Heigl joint. Did that jump up a few spots? Um, I thought it was like an eighth last weekend? week. Yeah, I think last weekend it wasn't doing real well, but I think maybe during the week it's come up. Um, I'm not really sure. After that is Red Tails, uh, which is still hanging in there, surprisingly. Uh, and then Mantle on a Ledge, which is sinking quickly for having only been out for a week. Um, and yeah, that's our top five. How much did that gross? You just said it was sinking. Oh, uh, well, it says I right mean, there. it's at number five. It's $10 million. Okay. Uh, which Just want to give people perspective. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The uh, fifth one uh, is uh, 10, the top is 20. Yeah, and, and One for the Money was opening last week as well, which was $14 million, which is not great, though I don't think that that movie costs very much. Um, 
I don't know how much money they're paying. Forty million dollars. It's got they a long way to go. Forty million dollars on one for the month. I never expected that. Catherine Heigl just bought a new house. That's silly. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a pretty predictable weekend. Nothing surprising like last week. Right on. Cool. Um, and then after that, we uh, you want to start something new this week? I do. I want to introduce because um, I think some people might be curious, uh, movie fans. Would you like to know? what the next week's uh, Tuesday's DVD and Blu-ray releases are? I would like to know that, Brad. Excellent. Let's spout them off for them. <laughs> All right. Well, so next, if you're... Uh, next you're, week is an exciting week. If you got a couple dollars to spend to add to your DVD Blu-ray collection, this is what you can look forward to at... Is Best Buy? No, I guess there's Target and Walmart are the only two Amazon. places you can... Amazon. That's where I pre-order all of my Blu-rays. Yeah. Uh, so, like I will not be doing for Breaking Dawn, yes. which comes out next week. That's probably the big DVD release for next week. Which, for a big DVD release, I, without even... I haven't seen commercials. Yeah, I haven't seen commercials or, like, in-store stuff. Yeah. So, either I'm not going out enough or... Uh, I don't think you spend a lot of money advertising for Twilight at this point. I think you know that the people who care and are going to buy it are going to buy it and know, you know. True. Uh, the other big one is uh, Downton Abbey Season 2 comes out from PBS out here in America where it isn't available yet, which I am excited about. Though, honestly, I don't know what it is about. It's PBS and UK DVDs that are just way overpriced for what their content actually is. Because basically this is eight episodes of a show, and it's like $34. Wow. Yeah. At least on Amazon, that's what it was. You know, it's, so little... it's probably higher on at Best Buy. Actually, I've been wanting to check out Downton Abbey, and I just assumed that it was like 20-plus episodes, but I don't know why, because most British shows are like six to eight. Yeah. <laughs> so I should this just one, jump into this. Season one is is uh, seven episodes, and all, se- all seven of those are on, on Netflix, so you can watch them there. And then season two is obviously just coming out on DVD, so hopefully it'll be on Netflix in the next month or so. Uh Netflix streaming, that is. Uh, Lady and the Tramp from, you know, the old Disney movie is coming to Blu-ray this next week. So, uh, wait, Ryan already has a copy of that. I was going to say Ryan will probably run out and buy it, but uh, maybe he doesn't have the Blu-ray. I just know that he and Laura were talking about having watched it last week, so. Yeah, I think it's the DVD, but the the list is showing, what, a Blu-ray combo? Uh, Yeah, there's a Blu-ray, there's a Blu-ray combo. Uh, I think Disney now is doing this thing. I know they did it with Pirates where they'll put out a... DVD with a Blu-ray and a Blu-ray with a DVD. Yeah. So basically, it's the same product both ways, but you get to choose what size case it's in, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, the other movies coming out the, uh, on Tuesday are A Very Harold and Kumar Christmas in 3D. Uh, there's a 3D D- Blu-ray as well as a regular DVD and a regular Blu-ray. Um, so, you know, if you want to watch that in 3D at home, because how much fun is that? <laughs> uh, and then Anonymous is the other big release for next week. On Blu-ray um, and DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll probably uh, rent it. Run out to Redbox <laughs> in the next month or so. Whenever it yeah. comes to Redbox, finally, I'll I'll run out and get it. And Super Shark, Super Shark is the other <laughs> DVD coming out next Tuesday. Sweet. That is definitely a renter. You know, that's movie you gotta you gotta check out at some point. Um, so there you have it. Those are the DVDs and Blu-rays you can look forward to on Tuesday. And now, now it's time for real news. <laughs> It's real news. That sounded kind of redundant because you mimicked what <laughs> I, Jay, uh, I did. Joe did. I did. See, see, see. If Ryan were here, he would know not to do that sound at all. Um, but he's not because he sucks. Yeah, loser. Yeah. Guess someone hates movies because he's not well, here. You know, he really does. He hates. He generally, he generally doesn't like. He hates movies. the idea of images captured on celluloid and yeah, yeah, he converted only... to digital. Yeah, he likes Polaroids, oddly enough. Like, he's a big fan of Polaroids. Yeah, it's weird. He has a lot of Polaroids of women on his <laughs> wall. It's very disturbing. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think it's disturbing at all. I actually think it's it's really funny because it's a... It's because he's sharing the Polaroids with you, isn't he? It's very defending him. Um, I, Some of them are little kids. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that got... Hey, he got, dragged my... He made fun of me, so I'm just going to drag him through the mud this week. That got dark real quick. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. He only kind of made fun of you. He he made fun of me the way he makes fun of me every week. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. Hi, I'm Brad, and I'm here. Yeah, I wow, that was a really good impression of Ryan doing an impression of you. Meta. <laughs> yeah, I was man. All right, um, you got much news this week? Uh, one thing I don't know if it's really movie news. It's kind of related to movies because it's a 
franchise property, but I'm an Ninja Turtle fan, and uh, mm. I guess they had a uh, toy fair and or something and event press event. Yeah, and they uh, put on display the new Playmates Ninja Turtles toys for the new Nickelodeon cartoon, and I think they look fantastic. Um, I haven't been impressed with the actual cartoon art that I've seen. Yeah, I think it's. I'm, I can't tell if it's all CGI or a blend of 2D animation and CGI or just 2D. Um, if it's CGI, I want to see some more texture like the action figures have. Yeah. Instead of just being this cel-shaded mess. Um, the problem so... I have with those kind of animated, those CG kids shows, is that a lot of times the animation, and I'm not talking about the modeling, but the animation is not that good. Mm-hmm. It can be a little blocky and, you know... Um, so that that would be the one thing that would make me nervous. I'm not a huge Ninja Turtle fan, at least not in the incarnation that they have taken in the last however many years. Like, I actually have... enjoyed the last incarnation that was just like oh, the straight the Fox Kids cartoon. Well, the movie oh, was good too. Oh, yeah. yeah, I liked TMNT. Yeah, movie. it was that decent. Was it wasn't a great Ninja Turtles. Like the whole Story. monster element is. Yeah, yeah. It, there's it elements of that like in the original comic, but I, you know. Right. Having not had Ninja Turtles in movies for a while, I, like I wanted to see something Foot Clan Shredder related. Yeah, I but... see that. Yeah, absolutely. It felt like the kind of plot that you would get for like a a modern Ninja Turtles video game. Yeah. Um, but I'll take it over nothing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was at least decently fun. You know, there's a part of me that has always felt like the uh, the comic book was this sort of like it, yes, it was it was turtles, but they were sort of badass ninjas. Instead of being fun turtles that were also ninjas, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. I like I I would love to see a, an incarnation of the Ninja Turtles that was like an adult rated R. Here's well, some here's some fucking turtles beating up on dudes and there's blood everywhere. Well, that's what the first comic was. Was yeah. Eastman and Laird they wanted to pay homage to the Ronin by Frank Miller right. comic, and so that's what they were like badass, violent, like they kill people, yeah. impale them, you know, cut limbs off of stuff, very violent, and then. You know, once the cartoon came out, like it got toned down a bit, but essentially the Eastman Laird comic um, was more of like an assembly of different artists tackling the turtles yeah. from time to time and like drawing in all these like new creative elements and just creating like a melting pot of just like different weird stuff together. Right. And then, um, yeah, the cartoon took it off in another like fun, cutesy direction. And yeah, which is cool. Um, they're, they're actually bringing back uh, Turtles comics soon. Um, I've seen some some the IDW it. ones. Yes. Yeah, I, I have that's what it is. most of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. I haven't actually not... read most of them yet, but yeah, uh, a couple of years ago for Free Comic Book Day, they gave they republished the first issue and gave it out for free. And when I read that, then I was like, oh, this is totally what I want. Like that is so awesome. I want I want that. Yeah. I want an animated, you know, three hundred Ninja Turtles movie because that just sounds cool. Uh, at a certain point, you know, the the cartoon show in the 90s was so important for that series that now it's hard for you to even get away from the, like, hey, they like pizza and snow- and skateboarding. And make you know? a funny comment after every punch or kick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, that's part of why I liked the TMNT movie, because it took them a little bit more seriously while still being a kid's show, a mm-hmm. kid's movie. Um, but it's still... It's hard to not immediately think of like the dudes in rubber suits, kind of TMNT. I, maybe it's because I grew up with it, but that doesn't phase me at all. And I think it's like also the Muppet syndrome. Like I watch puppets on TV. Like maybe it's the way I grew up. It doesn't. It's not as jarring as I guess kids nowadays instantly yeah. have this disconnect between like, oh yeah, that's mm. that's not CGI, so that's just a dude in a suit. No, they don't. No, there was you no. Know, there was something really interesting on. Um, uh, I believe it was. Something I saw Ira Glass talking about. I think so. Shoot, now I can't remember where I heard this. Anyway, this guy was talking about how he spent uh, he spent a day hanging out with a guy who plays Elmo. Um, and it, it wasn't in relation to that movie being Elmo, but he just happened to spend a day with that guy. Uh, and what was interesting, he said, was that when kids would come over and talk to Elmo, they would talk to Elmo. They didn't... They did not address the guy who was voice acting for Elmo. And later, when they would see that that, that voice actor... I mean, and I mean, he's standing there. He's got his hand up Elmo, right? Later, when they would see that voice actor without Elmo, they, didn't, they did not connect at all. They weren't like, hey, there you are again. Let's talk like you're Elmo. Um, they, were, they were like, oh, no, Elmo is somewhere else. I don't know where Elmo is. I don't want to talk to you. So mm-hmm. they clearly, at least with puppets, 
still do that, which is cool. Um, I don't know that that actually means that the Muppets are going to be as successful. You know, this goes back to that question that we had many weeks ago, but, uh, yeah, no, the turtles were not a thing. Like I was not a big fan of those movies when I was a kid. Um, partially because of dudes in suits, uh, which is silly because I really liked the power Rangers. So maybe I was just a fickle kid. Yeah. It's actually worse dudes in suits. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah, for sure. But I was into them too after turtles and then I got back into turtles. Yeah. And also I forgot to mention that in addition to those, uh, action figures based on that playmates is also re- releasing a line based on the cartoon, the old cartoon, Mm. Of new figures with better articulation. Oh, I was just, my first question was going to be, do their knees still not move? No, they do now. <laughs> um, Man, so. those were the worst action figures. What? Dude, Blasphemy. they Blasphemy, totally those were, were awesome. Those are the... They moved at the hip and at the shoulder, and that was it. And their head. No. The ones I had. Their fists move, I... Th- yeah, they're... No, the their ones forearms I had, their fists slide side move. to side. And then they have ball joints in their hips. In mine, their head and their shoulders. Mine did not have ball joints in their hips. Mine had popped-in joints at their hips. Yeah. So they would they would simply rotate. They wouldn't they wouldn't turn at all. It wasn't a ball joint. It was just a rotation. So basically, mm. when they kicked, when they would if they were standing and they kicked, their leg, their foot was like sideways. Yeah. Because when they rotated, their like their whole leg was facing sideways. Right, because they had no knee articulation, but it's still a ball. Like you could rotate their leg around at the hip joint. Yeah, you could, but it wasn't a ball articulation. It wasn't a. It it didn't ball and socket. Yeah, it was not a ball and socket. Mm, it was. I popped a... those legs off many times. <laughs> All right. I've switched body parts. All right. Well, on then my you, had, you had slightly more advanced Ninja Turtles than I had. I guess. Wow. I, I have to see yours. I know. That's... I don't still have them. Actually, I might. <laughs> they might be in the Lego room. Anyway, off topic. Yeah. Um, new uh, redesign of the classic ones. They'll be fun too. And absolutely. Um, that'd be cool. I hope to because you like the first comic so much. Yeah. My goal is to. I also got the black and white of the NECA turtles. Figures oh, that they yeah, released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to make a YouTube video of recreating that comic book with those figures. Oh, that would be cool. That's my goal. Yeah. No uh, one take it. <laughs> Callsies. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so there were just a couple of things, nothing really huge that happened this week. Um, there was a fun little up and down story with uh, Matthew Vaughn got hired to direct another X-Men movie. And I was like, cool, this is going to be great. And then they hired the guy who wrote X-Men The Last Stand to write it. Sweet. I don't know what to think of that at this point. Maybe if he gets a second try at it, he'll he'll learn his lesson? I mean, I guess. uh, How much of that is Brett Ratner's influence? I've said this before. I don't think that what's wrong with that movie is Brett Ratner. Like, I don't think that Brett Ratner brings... um, Phone call. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is what happens when you do this in a house that has a phone. Um, oh, who's calling? Oh, is it's that, like Ryan's is that here. Your phone number? I don't think that is that your phone no. number. That's not your. This is out of area. Yeah, I don't think that's you. I never thought it was you. I just wanted to talk about it more. Uh, Zach Penn. No, is it Zach Penn? No, it's the other guy. Um, Simon Kinberg. That's the guy. Uh, oh, he also wrote the This Means War. Yeah, he did, and Jumper. Um, I oh. believe that's the right guy. Yikes. What is his name? Yep, yep, uh, X-Men sequel. Anyway, um, I've always said that I don't think that Brett Ratner is what is wrong with X-Men The Last Stand. He basically comes in and takes those scenes and films them as if there was a camera in the room. Like He doesn't add anything, but I don't think he takes anything away. That script is just sort of a mess, and what happens in that movie is not that interesting. Um, now, to be fair... I think that some of that is that the studios forced some stuff onto that movie, um, but still, it's not. Uh. And and some actors didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff that's wrong with that movie is not entirely his fault, but I don't really think that this is going to be. Ho- hopefully, he'll. It'll be great. Hopefully, it'll be great. But I- I'm afraid that's for sure. Um, so the other thing was that uh, they're making a Jackie Brown se- prequel, not a sequel, a prequel about um, basically Robert Downey Jr.'s character. No, not Robert. De- <laughs> uh, uh, Robert De Niro's character and Samuel Jackson's character when they were younger, uh, and it's based on a book called Switch, which is also an Elmer Elmore Leonard novel, um, which is cool. 
I love, absolutely love Jackie Brown. Um, it it's some right. days it is my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie, hmm. um, for sure. Oh yeah, those your bad days. No, 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 they're not at all. They're days when I care more about like plot than style. Because um, I think the that is probably the strongest story, like actual characters and story in one of his movies. I was bored watching it. What? Story-wise. Uh, you're crazy. Style-wise. Uh, it has the same ending as Drive, where you watch these two people fall in love. Spoilers for Drive. You watch these two people fall in love, and then at the end, one of them drives away. And you're like, no, you're supposed to go back and be with that person, but they don't. words are never quite said. And so it's just like, oh. I guess I don't care as much because uh, you know, I was so bored by what happened before it. No, dude. Oh, oh you're crazy. You are crazy, sir. Yep, yep, yes, Jackie I am. Brown is great. It's all right. Um, there's there's worse movies. Yeah, like Reservoir Dogs, his, his weakest film. All right, well, we'll discuss that at another time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so please send your hate mail to uh, Ryan Fra. No, send us an email. Yeah, send us to realnerds at gmail dot com. I will send you a dollar. Um, I won't send you a dollar. I'll send you a dollar in the mail. That way, it's not a lot of work. Don't do that. Someone will just open up your mail and then take it. I'm okay with that. I'm okay if the dollar never gets there. I just don't want to do the work to, like, you know, use a PayPal and get your numbers and shit like that to send you a dollar. Like, I will send you a dollar in the mail. A crisp dollar. I'll go to the bank. Yeah, uh, no, I won't. No, I won't. Anyway. Anyway, what uh, else? What the other news the other we got? <laughs> the other piece of news is, so, last week we talked about how uh, the WB is sort of forcing um, Netflix uh, or forcing their hand by uh, not letting them have DVDs to rent for 56 days after the movie is released, which is crazy and sucks, and it's the wrong way to fight piracy, and it's the wrong way to fight dropping sales, and it's just horrible because you're punishing your customers rather than inspiring them to buy your stuff, you know. Uh, but this week, Redbox said, you can take that deal and shove it because basically what they're going to do is um, the only reason that that rule can work is that NB- WB will not sell those companies cheap copies of those DVDs. So Redbox is saying, well, that's fine. We will just go and buy them by other meal- means, like through wholesale and things like that, through the way that like Best Buy buys them. Uh, they'll pay more for them, but then they'll just rent them the same way that they've always rented them, uh, which is awesome. Good for Redbox. Uh, they are earning my respects a little <laughs> bit more every single day. Uh, as seen by this week, I was in a Walmart and I stopped by the red box just to see what stuff was out. And there was a copy of, of, um, of dark man in that red box. I was like, this is too cool with all the new releases out. Like they throw a retro title in there. Well, they do that all the time. Like every red box has some old movies in it. Yeah. I don't Um, go there enough because I just stream. So I don't know. Well, they they do this now where they they will bring movies back to Redbox. Some hmm. of them are only a couple years old, like Transformers or something like that. Uh, and then, but then sometimes it's an old movie. Sometimes it's a movie like Darkman. Um, sometimes it's a crap movie that no one should ever want to see again. Um, but yeah, Darkman. I was like, I, th- I think it's because since Liam Neeson is in that movie and is also in movies now, uh, that that's why they wanted to show, shove him in there. But hmm. it was still really cool. Speaking of Redbox, I do have a bit of news. I didn't read enough of it, but aren't they doing a price hike? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, I'm cool with that. It's a dollar to probably a dollar fifty. Yeah. Unless it's two dollars, then that's way too much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's two dollars a day, I can see if, what I feel like it would make sense if it were like two dollars the first day and then a dollar after that, you know, um, because that way most people are only going to rent it for a day anyway or two days, you know. Uh, if it's like four dollars a day, like Blockbuster, then fuck that. Yeah, I mean, as a guy who worked at Blockbuster, but still, uh, there was a store there. People that I got to be friends with. I miss that place. I also miss the selection. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I miss being able to go in and find like movies that came out before I was born that like dark never show up on a for sale shelf. They're just archived as rental. Yeah. Like Darkman, or just like. Something you just never even heard of. No one ever talks about. Oh, it's yeah, like, oh, yeah. here's a VHS copy of this. Yeah. But now there's not even VHS, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm all not lamenting the loss lost. of VHS. That's for sure. Too many times I got a piece of tape stuck in my VCR. Hmm. Anyway, that's the news. Right on. So, James, 
what have you been watching this week? Oh, that's right. That's the next segment. I was going to go right into the review. Oh. Uh, no, I wasn't. I was just pretending like we're lost without Ryan. How we're do you work fine. the microphone? Ryan, why aren't you here? <laughs> Where's the keyboard? Uh, he's not even going to listen to this episode. Um, Will he help us out if I tell him Spider-Man's here? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, yeah. He's um, going to punch me in the face when he gets back. No, no. He'll just hit you in the balls. Um, Didn't watch a lot this week. Uh, There wasn't a lot to watch as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but I saw I watched Drive again because it came out on Tuesday, and man, that movie is awesome. How that movie isn't my number one, I will never understand. Yeah, you uh, fucked up. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. I still stand by that list. But every time I watch one of those first four movies, I'm gonna be like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. Um, but the one real thing that I watched this week was the first episode of the new season of Spartacus came out, which is it's a shame that Ryan's not here. But I don't think he would have actually watched it already anyway. I think oh, here, here, I'll, I'll be Ryan. Oh, sweet! It's badass. There's there's ton of nudity in, nudity in it, right? Yeah. So uh, it was yeah. good. Yeah, oh, no, they're good. Yes, there uh, there was a lot of nudity in the episode. Uh, there's a whole scene where like they go to a brothel and there's like people having sex and all kinds of different kinds of sex and there's lots of there's lots of nudity and um, oh, sweet guy. There's 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 dude nudity as well as lady nudity. Yeah, not as cool. Uh, <laughs> and then and then like. This one dude gets stabbed in the back, and you're like, ah, and then there's blood all over the people who are having sex, and they're all like, ah, and then this naked chick, she falls down, like, three stories, and you're like, naked, and then this other naked chick, she stabs this other dude to death in the back, uh, and then she gets covered in blood, so then she's all bloody and naked, uh, and that happens in the show. Yeah, um, Spartacus is badass. So the interesting thing, <laughs> the actual interesting thing, everything I just described actually <laughs> does happen. Um the interesting thing about this episode, though, is that this is the first episode with the new guy since uh, Andy Whitfield died. Um, I thought the whole last season was another dude. Well, no, the whole last season was a prequel season, so uh, I don't think it's that. I don't don't think it's as long. I think it's like six episodes or something. Um, but basically, the character of Spartacus is not in the whole the second season. Second in quotes because it's a prequel season. This is this season is actually referred to as season two. Mm. Um, so he's not in the second season because they were hoping that he would beat cancer, but he didn't. Um, so they've replaced him, uh, and they replaced him with a guy who is decent, but unfortunately he's a little smaller. Like, he's not quite as beefy. And so I feel like when when he's standing up to, like, the other du- huge beefy dudes that are supposed to be, you know, his were his friends before and now they are still his friends but they're like his subordinates because he's kind of in charge i kind of don't buy it anymore like before i was like yeah this is this dude is just huge and could beat up on crixus but now i'm like no crixus could totally beat the shit out of this dude (laughs) um i think he's a he might be a better actor which is kind of nice uh but it doesn't really matter in that show because that show isn't about the writing it's about the weird CG blood. Way too much. This episode had way too much. Hey, we shot blood at the screen, and the screen just goes red, and you watch the blood flow down, and that's the transition to the next scene. Way too many of those. Oh man, uh, I am not in love with this show, but I am going to keep watching it because ridiculous stuff keeps happening. Um, oh, whatever. Spartacus is Spartacus is awesome. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm being Ryan again. <laughs> oh right! I was like, "Wait, I don't. I didn't know that you had watched this show." You told, that was a really good impression of you <laughs> that you just did. Um, so yeah, that was the other thing that I watched, and it was okay. What have you been watching? Um, kind of back to our Ninja, Ninja Turtles thing. This is actually what I watched while I was away last week. Oh right, um, that's right. Yeah, you've been gone for two weeks, so hopefully you have a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, I saw that um, the director of the CGI Ninja Turtles movie, Kevin Monroe. Yeah. Was also the director of Dylan Dog, Dead of Night. What? Did you then watch Dylan so Dog, Dead of Night? then I streamed Dylan Dog, and wow. How is Dylan Dog, Dead of Night? I wish I didn't wait a week, because I have mostly forgotten it. <laughs> oh, it was no. so ridiculously bad. <sighs> oh, um, man. I mean, Who's the guy in that movie? Oh, uh, uh, Roth. Uh, Brandon Roth. Roth, yeah, and Sam Worthington. Like a super, no, not Sam Worthington. Sam Huntington. Sam Huntington. I think so, right? Who's Sam Huntington? Jimmy Olsen from... It was a Superman Returns reunion. Kind of. Oh. Sam anyway. Huntington. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's got some horribly bad lines in it, some <laughs> dialogue. It, I, I wish I didn't wait this long to talk about it because I can't remember them, but... 
Yeah. Um, if I heard them again, yeah, I should have prepared. Yeah, same. Just trust me. That was. Um, oh, I believe you. Oddly enough, some of the CGI was really good. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, like, uh, for some of the monsters, like, there's an extreme vampire in it. That's... What's it about? Isn't it kind of like Constantine? I, I didn't like Constantine, so I've quickly Dude, forgotten that too. I, I love Constantine. Dylan Dog is a private detective. Um, he's be, he's be a occult detective, but then uh, there's a thing. It's like the story of the cop who something goes bad, and then he like rejects being a cop, and then yeah. It's that like that staple. So he Except used to he's be a an occult detective, and then something went wrong, and now he's not an occult detective yeah, anymore. Yeah, he, he just like does random like you know <laughs> I lost my dog type things. Um, and this is set in New Orleans, so I think there's mm. like this little um, True Blood kind of like they're trying yeah. to go for the True Blood thing without gotcha. all the uh, Sex. rated R elements. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's it's a more innocent version <laughs> of like the South and the vampire play and everything. So anyway, he he's just an average detective, and then. Sam Huntington um, gets murdered, and then this woman's father gets murdered over a cross or an artifact. That she gets uh, murdered because of it, or on the cross because of it. Okay. Um, you, the mystery gradually unfolds. Um, you find out why. Like initially, it's just like there's this murder of this girl's dad. Um, she hires Dylan Dog because for some for some reason she has his business card. Like his old business card for when he did monster, you know, oh, detective work. Right, right, right. And then he's like, "Yeah, I can't help you out. I don't do this." And then uh, Sam Huntington gets murdered, and he comes back as a zombie. Which no spoiler because it's in the trailer. What? So he's undead, and you know, throughout the rest of the movie, it's just jokes about how he's decaying and how he doesn't want to be a zombie. And then Brandon Ross, Ross constantly convincing so him, like, not... "You have to accept it. You have to eat worms. Uh, you know, you can't enjoy it. You're dead." Except that you're dead. Okay, so he dies and he comes back to life, but he's not like a zombie because he's he's still himself. He's undead, but he doesn't have like that hunger for human flesh. Well, and he's intelligent. He's hungry. He remembers yeah. himself. Right. Uh, and can talk. Okay. I guess he's just undead. He's not. So really he just a comes back and then he's friends. With, he so he doesn't then become the, the villain or anything. No, okay. no, he's just dead. And then Brandon Ross sad and like, oh, my friend's dead, and I gotta find his murderer because his totally murderer is like he's just has a different appetite. Yeah. Okay. He's killed, and then he wakes up in the morgue when Brainrath right. goes to like check his body. Right. It's like, oh, guess what? You're. I figured this is gonna happen. You're undead. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And like prior to that, there's this whole scene about him wanting to like be Brainrath's sidekick. He won't take on a sidekick because he was one. I guess like Shia LaBeouf and Constantine. Okay. Just say yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. So anyway, you know, I guess Dylan Dogs wife or girlfriend or fiance i forget what relationship she was woman she was killed woman. and that's why that's what got him out of it so he doesn't want to attach to anyone you know they'll only get killed if they follow him oh, okay whatnot but um yeah so then he's on a search for this creature that killed sam huntington um that's you know not something he's ever encountered before and i guess that's to do with werewolves <laughs> What? And halfway through the movie, I'm like half watching it. So oh, there's this giant werewolf thing, creature, uh, mutant. I don't know. Um, and then it turns is out. It, is it like a big, is it like a giant CG thing? Like it's like. It's no, it's actually like a dude in a suit. Oh, what? Yeah. But it's huge? It's huge, yeah. So it's like so it's like a Power Ranger dude in a suit. Pretty close. I mean, I, there might be some CGI elements added right, to it, but right, right. for the most part, like the big people, like, and then there's like. Um, What's his name? Steve. Uh, Steve the he's, Pirate. He's a former model, but he plays like the lead vampire guy. And there's like a vampire Training club team. where all the vampires hang out and party. And then he's like the leader of them. And then I guess he stole the artifact and actually the werewolves. Ashton Kutcher used to be a But model. you think the werewolves are the ones who are killing everybody? That sounds Likings. way less interesting than Constantine. <laughs> That's, yeah. The bad part is just like the dialogue. There's some, yeah. I wish I had a, one to spout at you, I, but I forgot them all. But I just remember them being just like, I can't believe he just said that. Eye-rollingly stupid. Yeah, yeah. it's just eye-rollingly like, no one would say that, and that doesn't make any sense. And why are they doing this, and why are they doing that? That's the best review I can give. It's just like... and But yeah, some of the CGI is all right. Like the hmm. the enhanced vampire at the end is... I don't know if it's full suit. Obviously, the wait, wingspan wait, 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 is CGI. Wait, 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 wait. Now there's vampires? Which ones are vampires? There's always been vampires. 
did the vampires turn the guy into an unde- into a zombie? No, the mutated werewolf thingy, whatever. Oh, there's a, there's a, you know a werewolf vampire oh, underbelly to okay. this thing. They're squabbling over the artifact. Okay, I think you brought up vampires when I was blocked out thinking about Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Uh, anyway, okay. we've talked way too much about Dylan Dog. It's oh, I want to hear more. We should probably just so it's on streaming, so I can check this out. Yes. All right, I won't do that. It, we should probably do an MST3K version of it sometime because it's <laughs> it's fraught with what? Oh, yeah. that's hilarious. Anyway, so yeah, I watched that. I want to do an MST3K where you're watching the movie, but all of the comments over the movie are what? Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that would be really good. <laughs> I think really it'd boring. be funny about for about. What? <laughs> what? Did that That's just? Okay. What? I'm gonna leave now. What? Um, shoot. And so talking we... about all that made me forget the other thing that I watched. Was it a movie? Probably. Uh. Oh well. I guess I'll save it for next week. You'll remember it here in just a minute. Um, was it? It's probably streaming. Uh, it was streaming. Can you see yourself on the Netflix? Close your eyes and take yourself back. Back to the Netflix. No, I'm just seeing more of the League and the Office. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what I need to watch is the League. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, well let's not bore people. Let's just cut to the chase. Oh, uh, they've stopped listening by now. As soon as they heard that Ryan wasn't here. Yeah. Man, Instantly oh, man. less fun. They gave 100% up. less Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, did you read that thing about uh, the Star Wars TV show is going to be about time travel and they're going to go back and kill Darth Vader? No, I didn't. Yeah, apparently one of the first episodes, they um, they uh, build a time machine and they try to go back in time to kill Darth Vader when he's young. So, Terminator Star Wars. Yes, basically. Um, Here's what I want out of a Star Wars TV show. I want an HBO adult version of Star Wars Bounty Hunters. Ah, yeah. Well, yeah. I Traveling around that galaxy. You never see Darth Vader or the Emperor. They're always in the background. The Empire is always fighting a battle somewhere against the Rebels. Right. But you're focused on like IG-88 and yeah. Bosk and maybe Boba Fett. Every now and then you run into some stormtroopers. Yeah. You never see a Jedi. You might get stuck in a blockade or something or have to pass through um, Imperial Checkpoint or something. You run into, you know, but some, for the most part, some you're mercenaries like trading with... and, some, and some smugglers. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of b- scenes in bars and like funny alien bands. That yeah. would be a cool show. That's kind of how they pitched the Star Wars TV show way back when they pitched it. But um, unfortunately, it sounds like some plot-heavy, you know, new Star Wars canon, which I don't care about. Um, like a Terra Nova of Star Wars. <laughs> oh, oh man, don't say that. Like a big budget, yeah, special effects extravaganza. I want more character-driven. Uh. Yeah. I want there to be bottle Low episodes key. that all take place inside of like a space bar. You know? Do do do. Do my overriding story arc. Do do. Give it some serial quality. Because Star Wars yeah, is based like, on serial. Yeah, like one of them is trying to kill the guy who killed his wife. You know, dead wife is always a good plot, you know? <laughs> uh, have you thought about what show you forgot? No. Like right. I said, let's move on. Well, this week we saw uh, Chronicle. Uh, Ryan, Brad. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, should you should people go see Chronicle? Eh, I think I think this no, I don't think they should. I was pretty bored. Uh, Brad, do you think that people should go see Chronicle? I don't think they should go see it. Maybe rent it. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same place. I would say um, if you are doing nothing, no, no, I'll say if you are a a comic book fan, like a superhero fan, and you want to hear see like a kind of cool superhero story, then yeah, you should rent it. Um, if that isn't up your alley, then I would I would steer clear because it. it's yeah. you know uh, pretty niche. Anyway, here's the trailer. You're probably gonna want to get this on camera. I don't want to do it, dude. I don't want to do it. Okay, are you ready? Okay, Come on, you do it. Give me a countdown. I will. Okay. I promise. Ah! Oh, <laughs> Are we rolling? I'm gonna get the gum. Pull it right out of his mouth. Why are we running? I got this one. Sweet, sweet. She's <laughs> <laughs> just looking at it. This is my theory, though, is that it's like a muscle. Watch this. Dude! 
Holy That's why I think we're getting stronger, you know? She thinks it's stolen. She has no she idea. Yes, it was the black guy this time. Because <laughs> we're working it out. There's nothing stopping us. Where are you going? That's just some random. What the hell is this guy's problem? Stop! Are you crazy? Why did you do that? What the hell is wrong with? Was it an accident, Andrew? Andrew? I'm worried about Andrew. Listen to me. We can't screw Wait, around with this. We... It's too dangerous. Andrew, it's Wait, not a game. Stop this right now! Who's making that sound? What is that? Alright, dude, we're going inside. Steve, wait up! Matt, look at this! Holy. So, honestly, going into this movie, I kind of. I was hoping for more than what this movie was ended up delivering, but at the same time, there were things this movie did that were more than I was expecting. Um, so, basically, the the plot of the movie is this kid whose dad is an alcoholic. Uh, he starts filming everything, and is he an alcoholic or is he just angry? No, his dad is an alcoholic. We never I see didn't... him drink. Yeah, but they say multiple times that he's an alcoholic. I must and have he's not. That. He, we never see him in a scene where he really comes off as an alcoholic. Yeah, all I, all I ever yeah. saw him be was an angry dickhead. Yeah, exactly. We we don't see a scene where like he stumbles around and beats his wife. Like that never happens. It's really just that like it seems like he only hates. He his comes kid. into the room and is like, "I told you to open the door," and then he hits his son, um, which is not really. He's not drunk in that scene, or probably is, but he doesn't seem like a drunk person. Uh, anyway. That's beside the point. So this kid, uh, he doesn't really have any friends. He starts filming everything, and then the, his cousin Stop takes right there. Him. The right. first thing I thought of when I saw this movie at this part of the plot is, how did this kid afford a $4,000 camera yes. for this movie? Uh, well, they, there is a line in there where the guy says, like, you know, here's some shitty 1990s camera. Because, like, they even make reference that it's not filming on film. It's filming on or it's not filming on on a on a hard drive it's filming on actual tapes. See, so it's supposed to be an old really nice 90s camera. It's not though. It's a Canon GL2. <laughs> which is within the last decade. Yeah, I, I mean I saw it and I was like that is a pretty nice looking camera. I don't yeah. know. I can't tell that it's a Canon GL2. If it had been I a mini tell... DV, well I guess Canon GL2 is a mini DV, but they should have had one of those, you know, square tiny handheld like consumer style cameras for this movie. But yeah. this kit has like the XLR input, shotgun mic built in, a lens well, cover. Part of the reason is that they are actually using that camera to shoot. Yeah. So, and we are seeing that camera in mirrors and such, uh, which is how you're able to tell what camera it is. Uh, so they have to have a camera that they can actually use as the camera and not like it would be really expensive for them to s CG out that camera every time that we see that camera. Um. Uh, and then later, but we'll get back. There's more camera. Well, now wait. Are you talking about the one that he gets later, or the one he has for? Uh, for no, I'll get to that. Okay, yeah, because later he. <laughs> but gets continue the camera. plot. Uh, okay, so uh, he has his cousin, and this cousin takes him to a party, and at that party, he runs into the um, captain of the football team, uh, president of his class, uh, Stephen, popular kid Stephen, and the three of them wander into a hole. The and only in that hole. I remember. In that hole, they find a sharp rock, and that sharp rock is, I don't know, alien in origin or something. Never uh, explained. Yeah. I mean, it's its sort of the it's the monolith from 2001, and they spend some time in this cave, and they touch it, and, like, the crystal kind of it, it grows. It has like, weird tentacles weird on it. it. Yeah. It's got its own tentacles. It's a crystal with tentacles and stuff, like algae that grows on it but moves. Um, that was cool. The design for that was kind of cool. Anyway. And then they get telekinesis powers, and they slowly learn to use them. And at first they sort of, you know, they float Legos and put Legos together with their brain, and then the next thing you know they're playing pranks on people, and then they're moving trucks, and then they're killing people. <laughs> um, and basically that... Uh, but and, not for free, because they get nosebleeds. 
Yeah, at first, the, yeah, and they start getting nosebleeds, and it's like, it's like a muscle, and they have to work it and learn how to use it, and then they fly. Um, but the, the point is, is that we watch these three kids sort of become friends, but this main kid that we're seeing this whole story through... The one with the camera. Uh, the one with the camera, um, he is so sort of scarred that he, you know... He's used to being he doesn't react to antisocial very well. and rejected and yeah, outcast. and so eventually things all go wrong for him and he freaks out and basically becomes a supervillain and his friend has to become a superhero, uh, which that part of it is kind of cool. Like the one thing that I like about this movie is that in the end we end up with a superhero with I think a really cool origin. Um, I sort of saw it coming that eventually there was one of the two guys that weren't, you know, obviously. Even from the trailer, we knew, okay, this one kid is going to become a villain. You know, he has it within, within himself to start doing bad things with this power. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, of these two other kids, the kid who's going to be a superhero is Steve, the captain of his team, you know. Uh, but then, of course, Steve dies. Spoiler so then, alert. Well, yeah, we're in the spoiler second. Uh, so then... The, the fact that Matt, the other kid, has to be the one to, you know... Who's also his up. cousin. Yeah, who's this kid's cousin and has has been friends with him for longer than Steve ever was, uh, has to take on the mantle of actually becoming a, a superhero. And, like, that that origin for a superhero, I think, is really cool. I would love to read a comic book or see a movie, a real movie, not a found footage movie, uh, about X-Men that First character. Class. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would love to see... It's basically Magneto and... Uh, Charles Professor Xavier. X. It's yeah. like Doctor X. No, Professor X. <laughs> Just lost my nerd cred. Yeah, in a in a lot of ways, it's the same kind of you know strange. Both of them get awesome powers. One takes it a different direction than the other. But the difference is, is that that one is more subtle because that one, uh, Magneto is not entirely like he is a villain, but he is a villain in ideology. Whereas this kid is just he was good at one point, kind but of a, yeah. well, I mean. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's always kind of pitiful, and then when he has power, he doesn't appreciate it, and so he doesn't have a problem you know, Exploiting with it. hurting people. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he really kind of feels evil at his core, whereas Magneto in X-Men First Class does not. You just feel like, oh, well, he has a different point of view. Um, or at least that's how I feel, because I like that movie, unlike you. Um, <laughs> I liked it. I just don't think there's... <laughs> no, I, I know. There's missed opportunities. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um well, maybe we'll get them in the sequel. Anyway, what did you think? Yeah, that was pretty much. It. I, I like I said beforehand, I was trying to keep my expectations low. because yeah. the trailer didn't impress me. Right. Um, and then going in, it was pretty much everything I thought it was going to be. Um, I did think like what you just talked about was the most intriguing part of like watching these two friends grow apart. Yeah. With these powers. Um, but you know some of the special effects were bad were bad others were really good um yeah i mean the uh, girl uh with the who also has a camera and is filming things like there's a lot of just thrown in excuses to explain why there's a camera in the room yeah oh, absolutely. like half hand half-handedly yeah hazardly thrown into like um like especially the when the villain kid is in the hospital like you can hear in the background the cops are like Oh, we have this camera here because we're continuing. It's for the investigation. Yeah, they because they have to have it. And then by the end of the movie, there's all these shots from like non-camera spaces. Like there's no camera around to record some of these shots. So you're like, why are you spending so much time explaining these other cameras in the movie when the climax in the movie is not shot that way? Yeah, the uh, I would say that the worst thing about this movie is that it is a found footage movie. Yeah, Uh, if you had just told this story. you it would have been a better movie yeah. easily uh and if you had just told that story the cg wouldn't be as bad because i i said this after the movie I, I feel like in a in a found footage movie because it's supposed to be real i'm not willing to give the movie as much of a break as i am with other movies like if it's an actual big budget movie and the cg's a little waxy i'm like well yeah it's cg and they didn't work on it enough but I'm trying to enjoy this movie, so I'm willing to give it that room. Whereas with a found footage movie, I I, I have a harder time doing that. Um, but the one thing about the found footage part of this movie that I like is that uh, they talk about the camera a lot. There's a lot of um, 
the, the camera itself is a facet of this character where like in like in Cloverfield it's just this weird thing of like well HUD is asked earlier on in the movie to film everything and he just never stops filming everything whereas in this case there is actual conversation had about the fact that basically this character uses that camera as a uh, sort of a filter between him and his world, you know, and that reminds us that, like, he's not all there, and I like that aspect of it, and I like the fact that, you know, there's a lot of footage of him where, because he has telekinesis, he can move the camera around without uh, actually holding it, so we actually get to see certain scenes because he's just holding that camera out and floating it around him and such, uh, which that whole idea is really cool, and if they had just done that throughout the last sequence... You know, which but you can't justify it because they're focused on fighting each other. Like, why would he also no, have this mental element of keeping a camera on himself? You know, I I agree, but like where where I'm going is I like the I like the fact that the camera ends up sort of being a character. There were even parts where like scenes where I felt like his relationship with the camera is the same as like Tom Hanks's relationship with Wilson in Castaway. Mm. Like that the camera is becoming his friend more than these other people are, um, which is a kind of neat idea but the problem is is that the the movie suffers because it's found footage and especially in the last sequence the last 15 minutes or so where it's just these two guys fighting um they're yeah like you said they're making so many excuses to get certain camera angles that then the fight isn't interesting at all it, it feels more like every time they cut to a different angle i'm thinking about well where is this camera instead of seeing what's going on mm-hmm. um and partially that feels like they just sort of they found places where they could film, where they could get a camera, and then filmed, and then put in the CG, and so the the action sequence doesn't feel like a continuous action sequence. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it just feels like, okay, now we've got this angle from a helicopter, and it's looking at these buildings, so they go flying through this building, or like, hey, now here's some people, and they, they're in their house, uh, and they're filming it, because, you know, everybody's filming everything these days. Like, it just, it, it, it feels crummy that they had to do it in that style because I think the story, the core of the story could be really interesting on its own. Um, and then like it's a found footage and there's that one camera in the hospital again that gets annihilated by the blast. Yeah. And yet it's the footage is still around so that we can watch this movie. Oh yeah. 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 Well, yeah. <laughs> at some point because they're cutting from so many different cameras, you, you start thinking like, wait, so at some point I'm supposed to believe that someone went and found all this footage and cut it together. Yeah. Like with Cloverfield, it is one continuous tape. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this one's borrowed from like people's cell phones and yeah, yeah, CCTV, closed circuit televisions. Yeah. Like yeah, some someone went through all these sources and pieces together. It's yeah, ridiculous. it just seems silly. I don't know why you couldn't. And the truth is, you could still tell that movie shooting it traditionally, shooting it third person, um, and then still have those aspects of the kid filming everything and having there be a camera there and maybe show us some of that footage every now and then, but it wouldn't have to be found footage. I think that they they thought the idea of a found footage superhero movie was really cool, and that was the thing that they were never willing to let go of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the time they had something really good, or something potentially really good, they couldn't let go of their, their sort of albatross. Yeah. Um, Especially like the, gir- the other girl with the camera. Like She's obviously like this love interest for one character, but... Like, they just need other angles to cut to, so they gave yeah. her a camera and said, like, oh, she's into photography. Oh, she runs a blog. She's always she's always yeah. filming everything for blogs. Like, who just answers their door with a camera running? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that that's the other thing, is that I never quite feel like... The movie isn't... Because it's found footage, they can't make the movie be that long, so it's only 83 minutes long. So the relationships between other characters aren't as strong. Like, I think I understand Andrew, the main kid really well but the relationship between matthew and that girl and the relationship between matthew and steve and even the relationship between matthew and andrew doesn't feel like it's given enough time to really grow and given enough time for me to understand it in a way that then by the end i'm really hooked at like oh man now these guys have to fight you know like because you're because you're having to condense everything to be found footage i'm i'm not and i even feel like like that one guy even abandoned him no, for any no, no. extended period of time. No, not at all. It was simply that the, it's simply that Andrew doesn't attach to things very well and doesn't understand things very well because he's so socially messed up. Yeah. Uh, that then at the end when he freaks out and starts killing people, then Matt has to stab him through the heart with a giant arrow. Yeah, which, which was that was convenient. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was convenient, but, you know, at a, at a certain point in that movie, I was like, okay, this you've made this kid so much more powerful than everyone that I don't know where you're going to go with this. Yeah, like, how do you stop like, him? Oh, okay, there's a giant arrow. He can't stop a giant arrow. But they can stop forks. Yeah, they can stop <laughs> forks and punches. Mm. Uh, but he was, you know, he was... He was so enraged, out. yeah. Yeah, he was so enraged and he wasn't paying attention. He never he never thought that Matt was a real threat. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the second camera, like I guess Matt bought him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the yeah, then he gets another camera at some point because the Which first camera wasn't gets as... destroyed in the cave. Yeah. Uh yeah, the first camera gets left in the cave. That's that's another aspect of uh it's not really found footage because the first camera that all the first yeah, stuff is buried is, in the cave. Is buried in the cave that they never go back to. So, or I mean, they go back to it when it's all, it's all caved in. Uh, so that's another part where the way in which they tell the story interrupts the movie. Cause it, when they said that, I was like, well, wait, now I'm thinking about how this movie is made, not the story that you're telling me, you know? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, again, it's just a superhero story that they decided to tell through found footage yeah it would be it's it's, it doesn't make any sense really it's just it's a cool visual element it's as big as a mistake as if they had made super 8 a found footage movie yeah basically like they could have made this movie like super 8 where it's about because when when you just said that thing about the when now we're talking about replacing the camera thing like there's a similar scene in super 8 where the first camera breaks they have to start using joel's camera his name isn't joel the actor's name is joel anyway um uh, they have to start using the second camera, and then I realize, like, oh yeah, that movie is—it's the same idea. They could have just made this movie a movie, where this one kid films things, like, and it would have been better and probably cost less. Did this movie cost a lot? Um, it's a—it's a surprisingly expensive found footage movie. Um, I don't know off the top of my head what it is. I can look here on Box Office Mojo really quickly, but um, talking it's to Mike. Not what? What? Talking to the mic. Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm not. It, it it costs more than a regular found footage movie does. Twelve million dollars, which is still not a lot of money, but mm. compared to like the Blair Witch Project, it's it's on the same level as like Paranormal Activity. At this point. Yeah, at this point, Paranormal Activity. Yeah, yeah. Paranormal Activity One is crazy cheap. Yeah. Um, which is usually what a found footage movie is. Your Cloverfields and your Chronicles are few and far between. Cloverfield is more expensive than this one. Um, but still. Anyway. Yeah, that's all I got. It It's a Chronicle. Yeah. I mean, it's January. You know. What was the other bad movie we saw a couple weeks ago? Uh, what did we see before the gray? What was the last movie you saw with us? Uh, Haywire? Oh, yeah, Haywire. Was it better than Haywire? You guys seem to like it. Yeah. I didn't like it. Maybe. Um, I don't know. It's, I would kind of put it in the same camp as Haywire, where I'm like, yeah, maybe you should see it. Anyway. Um, now, the one thing that I do not know as well as Ryan is that Ryan is really good at ending the show. He knows all those things off the top of his head, and I do not. Um, uh, well, let's start with telling people what we think we're going to see next week. Oh, right. So, Can you look it up since instead of guessing this time? But There's something that I think is coming out next week that I think we should definitely go see, but I know you two are definitely not enthusiastic about it, if this is correct. Okay, so... And that movie is The Vow. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, no. you're Yeah, you're wrong. So, what we were thinking was that Star Wars Episode One, the 3D release, comes out next week, but it doesn't, it doesn't come out until May 19th. What? Uh, yeah. I oh, no, was... no, no, sorry. Sorry, that's May 19th, 2009. Or 1999, I mean. Yeah. Uh, so that's the, don't, that is the actual Just read release. the next week. Don't actually click on the movie itself. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, coming soon. Where's the no more, two more titles? Oh, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, okay. So, yeah, you okay. So next week, Journey to the Mysterious Island, which is a weird retitling of that movie since it's Journey to the Center of the Earth. But it has The Rock time. in it, so I think Ryan's on board. I don't know that Ryan is actually going to want to sit through two hours of journey to actually yeah he would totally do that <laughs> um safe house which is the denzel washington movie and uh, laura's man crush 
Um, What's his name? Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Is it Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 it is. Uh, and then the big one is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace in 3D. Which, obviously, we've all seen already, but I think it would be helpful to our listeners if we you know, took a bullet and told them whether it's worth seeing in 3D or not. Well, it's not, because it's a crap movie. Um, but the 3D might be cool. LucasArts is doing it, right? Uh, yeah. I totally see where you're coming or from. Or ILM, sorry. And worst case scenario, it makes for a good podcast. But I don't... Like, how often do you get to do a sitting, movie from... Sitting through The Phantom Menace in theaters, in 3D, is a hard idea. I mean, the truth is, here's the thing. I really like Phantom Menace. Yeah, of the so three of us, I'm the one that likes Phantom Menace. No, I do too. I okay. think it's my favorite of the prequels. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. It's got that awesome pod race and the dual lightsaber battle. Everything else in between All is right. like meh. You said pod race and now you've got me. Yeah. Pod race in 3D might be cool. Even the, just the sound mix on the pod race. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. So next week we'll be going to see Star Wars The Phantom Menace in 3D. Sorry, Ryan. <sighs> Man, I'm going to cut myself. In 3D. That's right, 15 bucks. I paid $5 for it when I was in high school. Now I'm paying <laughs> So you will, twice you will as have much. paid $20 to see in your life. Well, I saw the non-3D version 12 times. So Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Man. Movies are cheap back then. I don't, know, I don't know how many times I saw Phantom Menace. I think only once uh, in theaters because yeah. I was 12. Yeah. So I was in high school and... The theater was nearby school, so you could just kind of get off after class and check it out. Or, you know, on lunch. <laughs> yeah. So, next week, Star Wars. That's All right. shooting for, and we'll let you know whether it's worth another 15 bucks. It's not, but <laughs> it'll at least be fun to talk about. Now we'll just have to take the next week to convince Ryan. Um, it's also a good litmus test because, like, the other two prequels are fully digital movies. Right. Which means they can use the computer and do, like, a really good... 3D conversion, whereas we have to wait for the other three for a while yet before we can see how their cardboard cutout yeah. film version is going to translate. So, yeah. Phantom Menace is the only prequel that has that 35 millimeter, right? I think 35 millimeter component. So it's yeah, yeah. Based on this one, we'll be able to tell better if the, if the other three trilogy are going to be better. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, that's right, because that was a that was when the digital conversion happened. Yeah. That's funny. Anyway, um, so uh, like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Face something. Yeah, go to Facebook and search for Real Nerds. Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast on Facebook. Like us. Uh, go to our Tumblr, which is uh, Real Tumblr, Nerds. Real Nerds. Nerds. Tumblr. Tumblr. Uh, and email us, which is Real Nerds at Gmail. Gmail. Com. Send us uh, your comments. Um, hate mail. Uh, questions, suggestions. Tell us what you think of Star Wars. If you saw Chronicle, tell us what you thought. Yeah. If you send us an email, we will read it on the air. Exactly. Uh, if you send me an email and you say send me a dollar, I will mail you a dollar in the snail mail. Um, if uh, other, um, what else is there? Um, I you can think we should start Twitter. Oh yeah, we got a, a Twitter. Twitter, just real, real underscore nerds. That's right. right? Uh, on Twitter. Yeah. Um. Send Bre- send Ryan a message on Facebook. Just find him through the podcast or something, and tell him like, "Hey, you are on the podcast, and not this week. And I miss you on the podcast." Tell Please him. never leave again. Otherwise, we'll have to sit through another make Brad him, and James make, <laughs> bore make, fest. Make him feel like he is missed because uh, he's uh, sort of he's a little missed. Yeah. Um, the other thing about the Twitter thing is Ryan constantly updates you on what he's watching and what he plans to see and. Yeah. Comments yeah. outside the show. So the it's, Twitter feed is a great way to stay on top of what we're up to. Yeah. Well, and that's true for Facebook as well. If you use Facebook, that stuff all goes through on the Facebook page as well. Yeah. Um, and you also stay tuned next week to find out what he thought about A Dangerous Method, which you got to see this week. Yeah. So we'll find out that from him. Also, I think I want to start advertising our bonus podcast that we'll be doing sometime soon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to start... Yeah, we can at least start talking about it and saying that we're going to do it. Um, we're going to do uh, a, a bonus retro podcast where we'll do our top ten. Retro film explosion. Oh, there you go. 1999. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to go back to 1999 and look at the movies that came out that year and make our top ten of movies from that year that we love the most. That's right. Um, 
So they have to all be movies that we have seen. It's not necessarily movies that we saw that year in in real time. Yeah, at this point, we might yeah, as well include it's a, it's everything unfair. that came out yeah. because well, and especially if, like for me, I was twelve, as we yeah. just said, nineteen ninety nine, the year that uh, Phantom Menace came out, uh, which will not be on my top ten, I don't believe. Uh, <laughs> And uh, so there were movies like you know Magnolia from that. You've year, got the Matrix. You've got. <laughs> we just went over this. Uh, Galaxy yeah. Quest. Galaxy Green Quest. Mile, Green Mile. Oh uh, yeah. The Sixth Sense. Toy Story Two. Toy Story Two. Um. Uh, what else was there? Godzilla. That uh, was ninety-seven. Was it really? Well, or six. Well, what was the Roland Emmerich movie that year? Uh, ninety six was Independence Day. I don't know how to get there from here. Go to year uh, on the left hand side yearly. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Yearly. Okay. People are gonna. Love, I'm gonna cut this out. People will love hearing about, <laughs> us talk about searching for. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Austin Powers: The Spy Who Shagged Me, American Beauty, The World Is Not Enough, Notting Hill came out that year, uh, Wild Wild West. The Blair Witch Project, which is important since Tarzan the was the Disney movie. Yeah, Blair Witch. Yeah, American Pie, uh, Entrapment, I guess. Thomas Crown Affair, uh, The Talented Mr. Ripley. If you're one of the people who likes that movie, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Yeah, that won't be on any of our lists. I don't think it will either. Um, Three Kings was that year. That's a pretty good one. Eyes Wide Shut. If you're one of those weirdos, um, Ten Things I Hate About You, Fight Club, My Favorite Martian, Eight Millimeter. Also, great movies. So that's um, just a sneak peek of, if you want to hear us talk about those retro classics. October Sky and Dogma. Ooh. All, both great films. So yeah, that's a, a little sampler of what you can look forward to in the future, as well as next week's podcast. Whoops. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, okay, bye. Yeah, for real nerds, this is Brad. And I'm, I'm James. And I'm Ryan. Oh, no, that was that was Ryan's impression of Brad. <laughs> uh I'm Ryan, and Evil Dead's awesome, man. Really oh, wait. No, he's kind of like a... It's like jock nerd, so he's like, Yeah, I, I love Evil Dead, and me, me, me. <laughs> Bruce Campbell's uh, the best actor ever, me. <laughs> you sound like a character from South Park. Uh, all right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.